Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Trademark Sports Podcast. This is now episode three. We will be covering the UEFA Euro 2020 games that have been played since Saturday, June 12th until today, Monday, June 14. In addition, the Copa America tournament has started and Brazil played their first game. Argentina played their first game. So we'll be discussing that. And in addition to the soccer tournaments, the NBA playoffs are getting a little more exciting now that the Milwaukee Bucks have tied this series with Brooklyn Nets. So we'll be discussing that too. I'm your host, Res, and welcome, Mo, again. Thank you. Hello, everybody. So let's just start off with uh, Wales versus Switzerland. The game finished 1-1. It's a Group A match between uh, two teams, Wales, who were surprisingly... Uh, a semi-finalist team at the last Euros, and Switzerland, who's known to be uh, a solid team who makes most tournaments. You know, the game finished in a 1-1 draw. Mo, what do you think is going to happen in that group? I mean, it looks pretty balanced, uh, except for Italy. I mean, I think they're the clear favorites to win the group, but what do you think about Wales, I think Switzerland, it's gonna Turkey? Be, yeah, I think it's going to be difficult for Switzerland, Wales, and Turkey. You know, they're going to be battling for second place. Uh, Wales... Playing good football, we got to remember they're the semifinals of the last Euros. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, uh, they can do it again. Why not? Exactly. Um, we got to say that Switzerland scored a goal, but Vieira said no. Kept the one-one. Mm-hmm. I um, think I think uh, the game was pretty balanced. I honestly believe that. Th- I mean, this was kind of the score I was waiting for. Like in our last podcast, I said it's probably going to be a tie, or Switzerland might win. And I got that or Switzerland might win wrong because of the VAR. But, I mean, I think it's a fair, fair result. And I think uh, Turkey's Wales, and Switzerland, they all have everything to play for for a second spot. So I think that was a fairly a decent result. And now let's move on to Denmark versus Finland. Denmark lost at home to Finland. But I think the highlight of the match was that incident that heart attack that uh, Christian Eriksen experienced while on the field and that was a terrifying moment for everyone uh, as a person who has played football in the past I mean that's a terrifying moment uh, very unfortunate it was extremely unfortunate I was just I was just I had I had no words to say I was just hoping that you know he pulled through uh, because that was that was very scary and you know risks was, of him not ever playing again uh, I mean I'm just happy he's alive like I mean he could he there was there was saying that you know he he died and that the doctors revived him because his heart did stop for a good five to ten minutes so i mean good job to those doctors um good job to his uh, teammates uh for rushing yeah. to his aid there and good job to the referee for taking it seriously i mean within i think five to ten seconds of chris Erickson being on the floor he was he was urging the the medical staff to rush into the field so i i just found it a little odd that um uefa would ask the two federations if they want to continue and they decided to continue the game i mean i think it's good that the game continued but i'm not so sure that after an incident so so serious like that that football actually means anything because let's be honest guys i mean life and health comes before anything else i mean you know it was it was a pretty frightening moment i'm just happy to to know that you know he's okay he's alive um if he's going to return to football or not, that's obviously going to be something uh, him and his doctors are going to decide. But, you know, just happy that, uh, that you know, 
he's okay now. So it was a surprising result. As uh, but Mo called it. He said Finland might beat Denmark, and you know he got it right. Uh, obviously the the story of the game is different, and it wasn't what we expected in that sense. But Mo has this theory that first time comers to a tournament usually, usually do, do well. Good. They have that fairy tale uh, tournament. So he it was Wales last tournament. Mm-hmm. So they went on to semifinals. He, he expects that with uh, you expect it with what Finland and North Macedonia. Yeah. Okay, uh, so Finland beat Denmark 1-0, and they got the three points. And in the second group, second game of that group, uh, Belgium uh, took on Russia in St. Petersburg, and they defeated Belgium without Kevin De- They defeated Russia without Kevin De Bruyne, 3-0. They played some good football. Despite the score being 3-0 uh, for Belgium, Russia played good uh, football or soccer, mm-hmm. uh, in the first half especially. They tried to maintain despite being 1-0 down. Unfortunately, they couldn't find a goal. Mm-hmm. You know. they, they didn't uh, They didn't give up as easily as Turkey did to Italy. So, I mean, to to play against the number one ranked team in the world uh, at home is definitely a challenge. But, I mean, Russia, they, they tried their best. I still think that Russia has a chance of making out of the group. Uh, just looking at you know uh, Denmark and Finland, I think Russia has a chance. Belgium clear favorites to win the group. No, no surprise there. I still think that's going to happen. So, you know, congratulations to the Belgian boys, the Red Devils, for for that uh, triumphant win. And the one of the most anticipated games of the weekend was uh, England versus Croatia. The English get their revenge. Yep, the English get their revenge. They finally. And they also uh, did something that they're not too used to. They, For the first time, they won a Euro opener. Uh, England has never won its Euro opening game um, in all the tournaments that they've, uh, they've participated in. And Croatia, surprisingly, never lost a Euro opener. So that was a nice switch around there. And the, the Croatian team, you can, you can see that they're getting old. Uh, I mean, they're still very reliant on 36-year-old Luka Modric, which is understandable. But, I mean, Kovacic, I mean, he has to step up. I mean, it, he's almost, what, 30 years old, you know, in a few years. And he's still not at the elite level that everyone expected him to be. So, I think uh, the the score was going to be an England win by a small margin or a tie. And that's exactly what happened. I don't think England paid, played amazing. I don't think football is coming home yet, so English fans don't uh, rejoice too early. Uh, you know, don't don't expect too much from your team at the moment. Uh, we'll see as the contest continues. We'll see how how England is able to keep up that form. Austria beat North Macedonia three one. It was North Macedonia's first tournament. Uh, the thirty. It was, fir- it was Austria's first ever Euro win. Yes, it was Austria's first ever Euro win. So, I mean, it was a it was a crucial game for both both teams, and Austria edged past North Macedonia. Although North, I think I I personally think North Macedonia lost only because of the inexperience they have at being at you know at, at yeah. such a big international tournament. So, I think it's understandable. Both players have sorry, both teams have good players on on each side. So. It was uh, it was pretty. You knew the game was gonna have a deadlock, and then 
that deadlock was going to be broken by either side and it just happened to be Austria. Netherlands versus Ukraine. What a nice match that was. What a beautiful football game that was. Uh, I really love the heart that Ukrainian players put out. I mean, it took them very long to realize that they were down. Uh, but, I mean, they were down 2 nothing. They pulled it back to 2-2. What with, an uh, amazing... Especially the first goal that Yarmolenko scored. That first goal was really nice. The second goal, I mean, the cross was beautiful. The header was nice, made it 2-2. But the Netherlands kept their composure and they were quick to get back into the lead. I think that was crucial. I think that if the minutes continued... Um, you know, closing into the stoppage time and Netherlands still w weren't able to get the lead, I don't think they would have been able to win the game. So that was important. It was a it was a lack of concentration from Ukraine, and I think that's what cost them. But uh, overall, it was a great game. Scotland lost to Czech Republic 2-0, and what a goal by the Czech player, Sheik. So, I mean, it was a very nice goal, the second goal. And Scotland, uh, I mean... I think they should just, to be honest, they should just be happy they're at the Euros and that they get to represent their nation. I don't expect too much of them. I don't think they're going to make it to the next round. Uh, I do think that it will be a Netherlands-Ukraine Czech Republic. I think Netherlands will be in first and the second place will be fought out between Ukraine and Czech Republic. So uh, great performance by Czech Republic today. Unfortunate for Scots, but... Uh, you know, it was a great game. And Poland-Slovakia, the 14th of June. Poland lost to Slovakia 2-1. So the second game of the day was played out between Poland and Slovakia. Poland lost to Slovakia 2-1. Slovakia, I think the advantage they had was the fact that they've, they're a group that have been playing together for a very long time. I mean, they still have their skipper, Marek Hamsik, who's leading the pack and, you know, they have a really solid team and, and most of their players are playing in top division teams in Europe. So they have that experience. They have that quality. I think the breaking point for for Poland losing was that red card. I don't think Kuchowiak needed to get a second yellow. I don't think he needed to be involved in, in that tackle. So, I mean, I, that cost them the game. I mean, that, first half, Slovakia controlled the game, dominated. Um, they were lucky enough they found a second goal, but start of the second half, they were slacking. Yeah, and that's a what, really that's quick what goal. Poland uh, equalized, the, actually. I also noticed um, what the Slovakian defenders were doing was they were marking Lewandowski, literally, like, they were they were on his neck the whole time. And when Poland scored, that's actually how they scored. They scored by having Lewandowski constantly guarded, and the player behind him was left unmarked and that gave him an easy opportunity to shoot and that's what kind of where the uh, the goal happened i think the polish m coaching staff should kind of focus on that and utilize their their marksmen as even if they're not able to play the balls to him and give him clear shot opportunities you know they can use him as basically what bait. Uh, a bait or a decoy uh to give other shooters or other players the opportunity to have clear up uh, clear shots and I think they should focus on that. But Slovakia, well-deserved win. Uh, I think they deserved it. And I, I, I really do think that Slovakia will, will go through uh, and make it to the next round. And the final game, Mo, was played between Spain and Sweden. Yep. Did you expect Spain to be held to a 0-0 in Sevilla against Sweden? Uh, Sweden I, without Zlatan. I honestly thought they would have lost, but... 
You thought Spain would have lost? Yeah. You thought uh, Spain would have lost? Yeah. Okay. That's a surprise to many, many listeners, I'm sure, but... Because they have uh, new players. Mm-hmm. Majority of the players are new. New squad, yeah, yeah it's being rebuilt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, it's unlikely uh, that they, they should be happy they have a point because Sweden could have scored. Both teams, you actually look at it like... I mean, you saw the stats, right? I mean, it was 75% to 25% ball possession in favor of of Spain, they almost well, it's had always a thousand, like that for their They games. almost had a thousand passes. I mean, at an international level, to see one side be so dominant and the other side not so much, uh, or be you know accepting the other team's dominance but not being able to score. I mean, I think that's, I think that says a lot of who's playing up front for Spain. Uh, I honestly do think they're missing, you know, their their key players. You know, their key forwards. Like in the in the past, they had David Villa. Fernando Torres, Raul Gonzalez, you know, Fernando Morientes, like all these superstar forwards. And now they're, I'm going to say, they're stuck with, with Morata. Morata. Uh, I I don't think, I to, to me, it's kind of a surprise every time he makes a move between Chelsea, Real Madrid and Juventus. I find it absurd that these clubs would Atletico actually... Madrid in between. Atletico in between. I mean, that they would actually offer him a contract because I, I don't think he's at that top quality level. But I mean, hey, you know, uh, some managers just are very good with uh, with their words and how they present their players. So I think he got called up to the national team because, I mean, Spain kind of does lack forwards, good quality forwards. So they, they kind of had to take a Spanish f- forward playing in, you know, in Juventus. So it makes sense. But I, I can't blame I can't blame Morata for for Spain's uh, goal drought today. But uh, I definitely think that, yes, I agree with Mo. It's it's a new team. It's being rebuilt. But I mean, Let's Did be you expect Spain to play like this? I knew Spain would hold the ball, as you know they've been doing for the last you know several tournaments. But I think, I think opponents have kind of found out that okay, here you know what, I'll let you play with the ball. You can do what you want, but you're not scoring because I know how to defend you. I know how to f- prevent you from scoring. So, I think Spain is lacking a little uh, creativity. Um, they're playing just the pass and move, pass and move, but. I mean, I, I'm not sure what Luis Enrique is thinking. I, I, I think this was going to be uh, Spain's hardest game in the group. Uh, not just because it's an opener, but it's against Sweden. Sweden is known to to have a compact defense, and their goalie is an incredible goalie, in my opinion. He had a lot of nice saves today. So I think the the result was fair. Uh, there was a couple opportunities where Sp- Sweden could have scored, uh, especially the one with uh, Isak. Uh, if that did happen, I think we would have seen a more interesting game, but... This, the result, in my opinion, was fair. I don't think Spain deserved to win. So congratulations to Sweden for, for taking that point. And, uh, Going to Group F. Yep. The group that everybody's been waiting for. Group of death. Yep. Tomorrow Hungary versus Portugal tomorrow. Hungary, Portugal. And I think... Um, what are your predictions for tomorrow's game in terms of uh, who will win? And what are, what are your expectations in terms of football itself? Do you think Hungary is going to submit to Portugal's pressing or do you think it's going to be a more balanced game? Do you think Hungary is kind of underrated? I have to say it because it's a thing. European champions, the next tournament, they don't do good. It's a thing. So I'm going to say Hungary. It's a shock, I know, but you're going to say Hungary's Hungary gonna... for the win. Okay. All right. Then don't, the don't, take, don't take Mo's word for betting, guys. And, you know, he just, he likes to say crazy things and when it happens, he likes it to happens. say, I told you so. So, I mean, if it does happen, it does happen. But, I mean, he, he kind of uh, explained that Hungary is an underrated team and that Portugal 
there there usually is pressure on uh, defending champions to you know continue to defend the their name and their championship so but my my take for tomorrow's game is um i think if portugal can score early on and you know keep the ball uh keep possession of the ball i think it will be an easy win and if if ronaldo scores tomorrow mm-hmm. he's going to be the all-time scorer for in the years yeah yeah i mean he's breaking all kinds of records even at 36 he's going in strong so you know congratulations to cristiano i mean he's he's an amazing player i mean what else is there to say uh, one of the best to ever have played. So they're being led by a player like that. I mean, that should be motivational uh, for, for his teammates as well. And big, a big mouth-watering game. game. Uh, two former world champions, two former European champions, you know, amazing powerhouses for football. Both huge countries, hu- countries that love football, who've hosted these tournaments before. So France... Germany tomorrow. My expectation is I don't expect France to lose. As surprising as they may sound because, I mean, they're playing Germany. Uh, I don't think Germany is going to do too well this tournament. I mean, they're a team where they're either going to bail on the first round, they're going to go home early, or they're going to go all the way to the semifinals. I mean, there's no in-between with Germany. Um, They either do really well or very poorly. And this is a French team that they're going to be playing who has a lot of experience, who isn't... I mean, all their players are elite players. I mean, you you put someone on sub, I mean, his market value is over 100 million. So I think France are the clear favorites. I think their attacking options have been uh, opened up, you know, given more selection with the addition of Karim Benzema. So I think it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, We'll see who gets to play. I think France may win depending on you know mistakes that the german defense may make but i think france are the favorites and a a, a tie would not be a uh, surprise i think germany winning would be a surprise i don't know if you would agree mo i i i would agree but i i expect goals in this game because uh when i'm hoping goals happen two big teams play it's goals it's usually when france is in as well i think france will score at least two Mm-hmm. And maybe Germany, if they can get lucky, they can score one. But against big teams, Germany like to defend and uh, counter using the fullbacks. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I think it's going to be like a 3-1 France win. Uh, that's that's what I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a great game. And, and now for Copa America. So the Copa America tournament is being played in Brazil. And Brazil had its home opener against Venezuela. And they were very comfortable. They held the ball. It was not really a challenge for Brazil. And Brazil dominated with a with a three nothing win. So congratulations to Brazil. I think they are the favorites to win the tournament. Um as a football fan, I want a Brazil Argentina final or or Argentina Uruguay or Brazil Uruguay. Something where we can watch and rivalry, right? We won't know the actual outcome, you know. It, it won't be too predictable because these these teams are, you know, very good teams. They have a lot of ri- rivalry, historical rivalry. So it will be fun to see. Colombia edged past Ecuador one nil. So congratulations to Colombia. This is a Colombia uh, team, you know, Colombia without without Falcao, without James Rodriguez. So, uh, you know, a lot of people thought it was going to be challenging for them, and it was. They only won one nothing, but I think Colombia is a team that can't be overlooked. They're my fourth ranked team uh personally for me in in south america so it wasn't a surprise for them to win and argentina versus chile a lot of people expected argentina to win but remember this is a chile team that has very very talented players you know a lot of players who 
play in Europe. A lot of players who have played on, on big clubs, you know, Arturo Vidal is probably Sanchez. one of them, you know, Alexis Sanchez. So Chile has a good footballing base and they're a good team. Argentina, they, they're uh, full of stars. I mean, you know, number one. I mean, you get Di Maria and Sergio Aguero coming off the bench. Exactly. I mean, you have Di Maria and Aguero coming off the bench. Messi, incredible free kick goal. I mean, he's Lionel Messi, just amazing. I I feel I feel a, a little bit sad for him on, in this end where he doesn't have a partner on Argentina that he can rely on to do you know those quick one twos and you know turn take a shot you know know where to put the through ball. So it's a little unfortunate from that. That's the difficulty of having a team with so many stars. So they were held to a one one draw today. As we're doing this podcast, we're actually watching Paraguay versus Bolivia, and Bolivia just took the lead. So. That's kind of a surprise, I think, because a lot of people were were favoriting Paraguay to beat Bolivia. But I mean, it's only the 15th minute, so it's normal. Football is not done in 15 minutes. You know, it's 90 plus stoppage time, so anything could happen there. My my favorites for Copa America, I think there's going to be a surprise exit by either. I don't think Brazil will exit early, but I think you know it could be Argentina, Chile, Colombia, Uruguay. You know, some some team that we can possibly put down as a as a cup winner might exit early but i think uh brazil will play the final so we'll see what that tournament goes and for all you nba fans you basketball fans you know i'm a basketball fan myself i love the nba the jazz utah jazz lost to the los angeles clippers so utah still leads to one uh, Clippers will, were able to pull one back on Saturday and they're playing tonight actually so while you guys are listening to this podcast most likely the game will be played I think the Los Angeles Clippers will come out with a victory I think they'll tie it at 2-2 because the, with the Clippers it's kind of when they have that winning momentum they like to continue to go and they, they won with a big score difference on uh, on Saturday so if they can keep that up I think it can be a a series tire today uh, tonight and the Brooklyn Nets versus the Milwaukee Bucks the Bucks tied the series 2-2 it may have come as a surprise to a lot of people but I think after the Kyrie Irving injury it was kind of you know net, the Nets were losing grip of the game and although they still have other stars I mean come on they have Kevin Durant Blake Griffin Harden's out so I'm not counting him but I mean they have a they have a solid team and I mean if you're on the court with five five players you you really should not have an excuse i'm sorry i mean you had an all-star team whole season you know five all-stars i mean so i think the nets should have won but i think with milwaukee bucks i mean if they lost that game and it became 3-1 i think the series would have been over so a good tie for them 2-2 i still think uh it can go either way depending on how long Kyrie's injury is going to last and the suns i mean they just breezed past the nuggets so you know sweep yeah four nothing sweep and devin booker and you know chris paul doing chris amazing. paul's leadership i mean they're doing i i see them as kind of like master and apprentice you know chris paul's kind of giving him his experience you know teaching him uh on and off the court you know how to play the brain and the bronze exactly so you know it, it's nice to see that duel there and to sweep the denver nuggets i mean impressive I, I mean i don't think anyone would have wrote down that the phoenix suns would be going this far uh at the beginning of the season if you were to be asked but you know they won on uh sunday so congratulations to them and i mean as as we're doing this podcast now we're also eyeing on another screen we're watching the philadelphia 76ers take on the atlanta hawks 
and the Sixers look like they're they're gonna win this game. I mean, you could just see the way they move the ball. I mean, at the moment they're ten points up, but the Sixers are a good team. They have a good coach, Doc Rivers. Although he's been unlucky in recent years, I think the Seventy Sixers they have that quality where they can get good players off the bench. And I think the Seventy Sixers look like I think the Seventy Sixers look like they're gonna take this game. So I still think for the Jazz Clippers, I think. I see the Clippers tiny bit ahead. I think they they if they're able to make it two two, uh, and force a game seven eventually. I think the Clippers will take that series. Uh, as for the Nets versus Bucks, it's hard to say be at this moment, especially after Kyrie Irving's injury. I think Mo, you'd agree with me. You called th- him the best I handler in the NBA. I think, and I, I agree think, with you on that. To be I honest, I think Bucks and Nets game uh, will be game seven. I think that will be exciting for fans. I think uh, I think as a fan, that's what you'd want to see, wouldn't you? Yeah, uh, two. You got two star, many stars playing both teams. You know, you got Giannis, you got KD. Uh, Kyrie's injured, but we don't know if he'll play. Mm-hmm. But to see those two stars, KD and Giannis alone, which is it's an amazing matchup. You know. I agree. Uh, I agree. I think it'll be a nice game, and hopefully, it does go to uh, to a game seven. Just you know, for everyone who has missed watching basketball especially during the the pandemic i mean i want every game to go to a game seven just to make up for that missed time you know during the the pandemic lockdown last year in 2020 where i mean the whole everything came to a stop so i mean they tried with the bubble and you know i think it was it was good to just have basketball back i didn't really like that bubble experience you know hopefully a game seven happens there too but looking at uh the teams i think that uh, the Phoenix Suns will most likely make it to the final, and the winner of the Nets Bucks series will probably make it to the final. So uh, that that's who I think is gonna win, and we'll see. I mean, it's just good to have uh, all these sports back, and you know what a month we have: the Euro 2020, we have the Copa America, we have the NBA playoffs, uh, and other sports. So it's good. I mean, I'm just happy as uh, a sports fan and a podcaster that you know, I'm able to watch all these and enjoy. See you guys next time. All right, guys, take care.